Welcome to the favorites, the podcast presented by Bet365, part of the Action Network. Today is our week eight Tuesday NFL episode. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. We are coming off of a four and one week in our contest, including two of our biggest bets of the year in the Ravens as short home dogs over the Lions and the Eagles as short home dogs over the Miami Dolphins. We are professionals. We don't dwell too long on the success. We don't count our cash. As Mike Tomlin would say, Last week was last week. This week was this week. Next week will be next week. And that starts with our recording of our Sunday episode before Sunday Night Football. And as we said on that show, a lot of lines we liked have already moved, which is why you need to listen to the Sunday show if you want to get the best of the number. Today, we will get to our Simon Says and our exec decision. This episode, will look at the entire board. As we begin narrowing down the five picks, we'll enter in the Favorites Podcast $100,000 Pro Football Pick'em Contest. Still open for sign-up, still free to play, still awarding weekly and season-long cash prizes at favorites.actionnetwork.com. Now, let's bring in my co-host, my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better, Simon Hunter. Simon, yesterday, Matt Mitchell told me that we are currently in the top 5% of our 12,000 person contest. I know I said we don't count our cash during the season. I got to tell you, I do feel so much better on Mondays when we have won and are not shamed in front of our listeners and viewers. I want to win for them, but I'm also, I need to remind everybody, it doesn't matter where you are in the leaderboard right now, the contest leaderboard will get shaken up when everyone's two lowest scoring weeks are dropped after week 12. That's after Thanksgiving. That's when you know if you still are in this thing or not. But Simon, still, it's nice to be winning rather than losing. <laughs> yeah, nice start, brother. 22 and 13. The Eagles came through. They're the one seed, so I'm feeling pretty good about that. Putin might be dead. That's pretty exciting. We might have got Putin finally. And yeah, game seven, World Series tonight, Chad. Like it, there's a lot going on right now in your boy's life. So for pretty exciting times right now. Game seven of the Phillies tonight. We have uh, the start of the NBA season tonight. The number one guy in the contest right now has 28 wins. We have 22 wins. So we are six wins, uh, six games behind right now. But uh, by the way, it's top 2% of the entire contest, top 5% of active weekly participants. As a reminder, the contest and the podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boosts with them than with anyone else. Every day they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays and they don't stop there keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible super boost catch out check out the boosts and see why it's never ordinary at bet 365 must be 21 or older and present in colorado iowa new jersey ohio or virginia or 18 or older in kentucky gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in iowa terms conditions and restrictions apply as a reminder catch every episode of the favorites 
live on YouTube. So for those enjoying on YouTube, don't forget to give us a like and subscribe to the Action Network YouTube page. Here's our week seven roundup. We had 201 entries, finished five and oh, a two-way tie for first place. Congrats to our winners, Chris Thiels and MSD42. This week's producer cup award goes to Claudio Gatz for finishing dead fucking last in the week seven contest, going 0-5 and, and missing the tiebreaker by 400 yards. Claudio, please email our producer, Matt Mitchell, at podcast at actionnetwork.com to claim your non-cash prize. Thanks for playing. Week eight in the contest is live. The Monday Night Football tiebreaker is total passing yards on Monday Night Football. Good luck, everybody. All right. Quick futures update. Justin Herbert, 25 to 1. That ticket is dead, as Simon likes to say. Tyreek Hill to lead the league in receiving yards, 9 to 1. He is all alone in first place by nearly 100 yards. Jalen Carter, dominating performance against Miami. He was blowing the middle of that offensive lineup from the very first play. Got him at 71, still minus money to win. D-R-O-Y, Josh Allen to win MVP at 10 to 1. It's going to be a tough sled. Christian McCaffrey to win MVP 15 to 1. Going to be tough. Week 8, my friend. Week 8. Bucks at Buffalo Bills. Thursday night football. My very first instinct on this, Simon. Bills bounce back. Spot in which Josh Allen tends to cover. When he wins, when he wins at home, home he covers. I'm very worried about this defense. Matt Milano, Daquan Jones, Tredavious White, all out. Impact was obvious against the Jags, obvious against the Pats this week, giving up a Mac Jones game-winning touchdown at the end. These guys are all out for the season, basically, and you're missing playmakers at every level of defense. So I don't even know how to handicap this team right now because they are so different without these guys. Yeah, nightmare scenario for Bills fans, the Bills team. It's just... Some some years it breaks your way and some years it doesn't. And this clearly is not breaking the Bills way. So I'm not honestly don't hate our Josh Allen MVP bet just because he'll have to be the MVP for them to make the playoffs. Like this, it's truly all on him now. Like he's always going to be have to be highly competitive. So, you know, gut instincts. I'm gonna probably take Tampa, but we say it every week. You just just bet prime time unders. I have to beg you people to do it. I know it doesn't feel natural. Evan, we go 2-1 last week. I feel like I won money last week. I'm pretty sure we went 2-1. So, yeah, Thursday we got blown the hell out. That went way over. It stayed under. Sunday night stayed under. Thank you to uh, Swift. I believe Swift fell down, so we didn't get the touchdown there. Or maybe the Eagles just kneeled it. And then last night, you know, weird things happen. We got the under again. Yeah, Evan just put in our chat. It's 16-7 and seven this season, prime time under. So, if you if you're like me and Chad and you're not like feeling too confident about taking either side, just go under. Just 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 take the smart bet. But Tampa feels like they're the play here. It's like who who are the Bills to be getting this many points? This Chad just said all the reasons why this is not the same team as they have been in the past. So yes, Josh Allen with the good defenses, he used to steamroll teams. I mean, they're just not the same defense they've had these past couple seasons. So um, clearly, the biggest weaknesses coming into the season for the Bills team was the offensive line, and they were really top-heavy on defense. They had a lot of stars and scrubs. They've lost those stars. So, um, yeah, tough tough times for Bills fans. They, they still might be able to win that division with Miami, battling Miami for that division, but them being the number one, number two seed in the AFC, that, that's gone now with these injuries and the way they've been playing this year. So, yeah, Tampa plus eight and a half. Luckily, me and Chad can't put this in the contest. I don't think we would anyway. No. I mean, look, you're right about the AFC. Right now they are – 
behind the Chiefs and Miami uh, with the longest Super Bowl odds, or the shortest of the contenders, the longest of the contenders uh, in uh, to, for the Super Bowl. I want to talk about the Rams and Dallas. Rams visiting Dallas. Cowboys six and a half point favorites at uh, bet three six five right now. The line moved from six to six and a half to seven, back down to six and a half. Dallas is off of a bye. Dallas leads the league in pressure rate. The Rams O line is bottom ten, and in the second half against Pittsburgh, they couldn't move the ball because the O line was terrible. We hate on the Cowboys. I don't think Mike McCarthy is a very good coach, a very good play caller. Dak in this spot, 31 and seven straight up as a six or more fave, 26, 11 and one against the spread. At home, he is 21 and four straight up, 16, eight and one against the spread. God damn. Uh, Simon. Simon. Dallas is the play. You probably are, but I already threw some on Rams at seven. I mean, that just got that was way too high when it went up to seven. Six, six feels right. So technically, I would still say the value is on the Rams, but you're right. Like, the, the how how is Stafford gonna have time to get the ball out? Um, just just a bad scenario. But the positives to me is, I mean, that offense is bad in the Cowboys, Chad. I mean, think about that Chargers team, how suspect that defense is, and they 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 probably should have beat. They probably should have beat this Dallas team. Like Dallas just seems like they play to the level of their competition this year. And, you know, their only good win this year was beating that Jets team after such an emotional win the Jets had in week one. Like I kind of, you know, I got a lot of questions about this Dallas team. No questions about their defense. Chad just said their defense is for real. Like that pass rush is really good, but. They still are down digs on that defense. To me, that's a big deal. I know Gilmore's played well for them, but you're going up against the best one-two receiver in the league. I mean, Eagles and Devontae Smith, AJ are incredible. Puka's out of this world. Like Puka with Cooper Cup, it's it really is insane. I know a lot of it is to do with Stafford. Stafford is that good, but um, yeah, it's seven, Chad. This is a no-brainer on the Rams. But you're right. If it goes down to six again, I could probably be talked into the Cowboys. But, yeah, we're, we're probably going to disagree on this one. Simon, I'm making the Cowboys my exec decision this week. Boom! I just did that. The choice between the unthinkable and the impossible. Now you have your orders. Execute them. Executive decision. Why? It's out of character. Yeah, I'll tell you why. It is out of character, but here's why. I have historically had a bias against Dak and Mike McCarthy as favorites generally because I thought they underperformed. But then I started thinking about it. They perform very well at home. And that's when I asked Evan to look these numbers up because we talked about this earlier in the year too. The Cowboys perform well at home as big favorites. Quick and pause. Me and Chad, me and Chad have been knocked out of two survivor contests the past two years, both on Dallas as, as home favorites, just so people are aware that Chad does not remember this two times, two years in a row. Don't Dallas, remember it favorites. at all. The die has been cast. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. I got him at six. I got the Cowboys at minus six. Um, I think them coming off a bye with that defense against a terrible Rams O-line and an opportunity to get right at home. Dallas Cowboys. 
you're going off the deep end. This is this is off brand, Chad. There's a lot of on brand Chad games this week. I don't know why you're picking this one. I don't know. I just been honestly like I started doing some research yesterday and I started feeling really good about it. And I'm like, go do more research. Go back. Go back to the drawing board. <laughs> just <laughs> put this one on the side for now. This is not this is not very Chad like. I don't know what's happening right now. All right, well, this is old Chad. This is like five years ago, Chad. This is not <laughs> this new is age. Chad. I knew you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Minnesota at Green Bay. Green Bay is a two and a half point favorite. Look, this one opened as Green Bay plus one, moved up to two and a half. One warning. Teams that opened as a dog and moved to a favorite since 2019, 42-81 against the spread. That includes Green Bay this week. We'll get to a couple of the other games as well. Um, I don't have a strong feeling on this. Uh, after last night, I wanted to feel better about Minnesota because Kirk Cousins continues to play out of his mind. And at least last night, they didn't have the same turnover luck. Maybe there's some turnover luck regression coming to coming their way. But I think they also got lucky by some, some pretty bad decision-making defensively by the Niners and some turnovers by the Niners. Um, so it's hard for me to, to feel strongly about this game. Easy, easy bet. Green Bay. There's no, there's no choice here, people. You just, Kirk just had the game of his life and all the bounces went his way. Like that, that touchdown, the end of half, like that was, yeah, that's what I mean. You can't get more luck, lucky than that. So I don't know what the luck rankings are yet. It's only Tuesday, but Green Bay is going to be high up on that luck ranking. Oh, so I'll may, get to may, the luck, buddy. I'll get to the luck rankings. We got one game and it's, it's a doozy. <laughs> so maybe by Thursday I'll get you to come around. But yeah, this is a this is a spot play. You're, you're taking Green Bay here. They look dead. They just lost to the worst team in football in Denver. Minnesota had the game of their life, completely destroyed what people perceived as the best team in football in the 49ers. This line is a pick, minus one Green Bay. It, the books yeah, are going that- to get so much Minnesota money here that I'm hoping this flips back to a dog for Green Bay. Like that would be amazing. We get plus one and a half. So not making the Simon says you don't have to grab this right now. You can wait on this, but this there's like a 90% chance this is one of me and Chad's five. This is just this is what this show does. We just the definition of buying low. This is a buy low spot for Green Bay. The numbers move from one to two and a half. It's not at, at minus one or pick right now. I mean, I'm looking at a book right now live. It's minus one Green Bay. Right. Okay. Well, I'm looking at Bet365. So there, it could just be bouncing around all over the place right now. Now it's plus one Green Bay. Come on. Well, does that does that mean you want to make it as Simon says? No, because I'm just the public should hammer is going to hammer this line. Like it's just we talked earlier on Sunday night. There's a couple of games that was just like just wait. The public's going to bet this line, and they have. Like, we've had a bunch of numbers move up. So um, this is another one. Everyone, I'll let them come all in. You could you could grab the plus one and a half right now. There is one very publicly known book that has has them at plus one and a half Green Bay. But um, I'll keep waiting and see if the line gets a little higher. I don't want to show my cards too early here to the books. All right. Well, I'm glad to see that. I just want to double check and make sure. All right. Now, that is so strange. I got to tell you, right before we came on the air, I checked this number and it was Green Bay minus two and a half. And now it is Green Bay plus one. That is just insane. All right. Atlanta at Tennessee, Tennessee plus two. Sunday night, you're like, this one is tricky because we want to like Tennessee. But, you know, like I just mentioned with Green Bay, Atlanta opened as a dog and is now the favorite. So the trend is against them. Titans getting the money on this right now. Let me Let me know what you think of this. So 
this week, the Titans traded Kevin Bayard, all pro safety to the Eagles, all hail Howie. We don't know who's going to be playing quarterback for the Titans yet. Feels like a smash Mike Vrabel spot, but I do worry like by trading Bayard, is this a signal that they're starting to think about rebuild or do we care? Uh, no, I don't, I don't care yet. I think Bray will still have his guys up to play and this is a nice spot for Tennessee. But like you said, it we don't, we don't know who the quarterback is. I mean, it was plus one out to two and a half. You might as well wait. Like this could get up to three. I'll throw a little in the two and a half, but yeah, you're, you're right, Chad. It's like a, a tough game to read. Um, but we assume all the money will come in Atlanta just from that. People think Tennessee's given up. The number should go up. This is a great matchup for Tennessee's D line. Like they, they're good at stopping the run, taking away your, you know, the Atlanta, what that's what Atlanta needs to do. They need to run to set up the pass. Like that's that's kind of how their offense really funnels. So um, yeah, if, I don't know the whole story with Robinson. He they could be getting in trouble for that as well. Uh, this Atlanta team. So I don't know what yep. the punishment would be to them or to him. But um, yeah, weird weird vibes come out of Atlanta. Uh, we're we're getting getting Tennessee at a dog against an Atlanta team coming off a huge divisional road win. We're supposed to take Tennessee here. So Chad, Chad's right in his thinking. It's just we're hoping to get a better number. So another play, I'll, I'll just wait and get a better number. Um, uh, You're referencing Bijan this past week who was never on the injured list, but the Falcons said he was too sick to play, played one snap, then came out. Uh, and the NFL is investigating why he wasn't on the injury list and what uh, potential punishments may be if there was something untoward with the Falcons in that situation. New England at Miami. Miami is a nine and a half point favorite. We did not bet New England last week, even though it was the exact right spot as huge home dogs to the Bills. This is a pros Joe's game. Tickets on the on the Dolphins, money on the Patriots. I thought the Pats D was actually really good against the Bills. Like they had sort of had their two weeks of not knowing who they are without Christian Gonzalez and Matthew Judon. And they schemed their way back into competence. Bills had 81 yards rushing, 3.38 yards per carry on the ground. Pats had four sacks. I think I would like this more if the Pats were at home and Miami had won against Philly, but also feel like I'm missing out on a big reason to take New England. And I can't figure out what it is. Yeah, a couple of pros I know they they took doing it. I think the number was eleven and a half before that Sunday night game, and they they got a decent amount down on the Patriots. And their view was, it's Belichick seen this offense second time around this season. Like they've already played them early in the year. His defense played actually really well against them. And my counter to that is, well, they they've lost their two best players from that game. And I know you know they've had some guys who have stepped up for them against that Bills team. I mean this. This feels like a Miami spot, right? The numbers move too much. If it was 10 and a half, I'd still like the Patriots. Now that it's under 10, to me, the value is now showing is showing it's Miami team. So, um, yeah, it's it's a little chalky, little chalky coming into Miami here, but it just feels like the numbers move too much, and now I'm getting value on them. So I don't know if I'll be one of my five, but, yeah, I'll, I'll put a little on Miami here. Interesting. Uh, by the way, Evan Abrams says, Tua – 15 and five against the spread at home uh, in his career. Pretty good. Yeah. Houston at Carolina. Sunday night, you said that you really liked Houston. Both teams coming off a bye. 
better coach, better QB in Houston. All the money is on Houston. Yeah. It 100% feels like we are walking into a trap with this game. Yeah, that's what I said. So maybe we'll just avoid it, but I can't yeah. cannot take Houston here. It's a good number. I just have not seen anything that give me any type of hope on Carolina Panthers. And um, last week was like the get right week for all the bad teams, right? All these bad teams that yep. hadn't been covering or hadn't been doing well. They finally got wins. They finally covered. Maybe that's people's logic here. Maybe that's why I'm seeing some money here show up on this Panthers team. But um, I just there's nothing for me to bet on. I have no no angle to take with Carolina. Like I've, I've been trying to find one. Uh, ran the numbers and it's like, nope, even my model thinks this is too low. So yeah, been a road, road favorite rookie quarterback with a rookie head coach, Chad, this is not where I want to be. So it probably won't be one of our five, but, um, I'm definitely drinking this Houston Kool-Aid. Well, look, there's one stat that I think will make you happy. Two teams that are playing, uh, but when both are off of a buy favorite 38, 23 and one the last 20 years. So, you know. It's a nice you got, that, you got that going for you. Um, but man, this just feels trappy of trappy. And I think it is because of what you just said. Like last week felt as though it was a get right week and the Panthers didn't play last week. So now all of a sudden the Panthers are playing and this feels like if there's ever going to be a time where they have an opportunity, it's to cover at least against a Houston team whose value is still overinflated because of how good CJ Stroud has been and the way they've played so far this year. Um, and I know it's early in the week, but just the one book I have pulled up right now, it's it's showing that 89% of the money is on the Panthers, but 84% of the tickets is on Houston. So apparently pro money is coming on this Carolina team, but I don't know. I need to talk to some people because I just, I would love to hear what they're betting here. I just don't don't really see it here with this Panthers team. It is, uh, yeah, it's it's very early in the week. Very early. We're going to talk about the New York Jets at, you know, in quotes, the New York Giants. The Giants are three-point dogs. I feel like we missed a little bit of an opportunity to take the Giants last week more prominently. Like, we went four and one, and and so I'm not complaining about it. You really like the Giants. No, I'm not. You really liked the Giants last week, and I think we, we sort of just didn't like the number in the contest. We felt like... We didn't like it at two and a half. We liked it better at three. So we passed. Here's my hot take. After reading Bill Barnwell on the front page of ESPN.com yesterday, one of my favorites, the Jets defense is overrated. Here's why. 13 turnovers this season so far versus 16 of all of last season. But in a variety of other advanced stats, yards allowed per drive, points allowed per drive, they are middle of the pack pretty mediocre. So if they didn't have the luck of the turnovers they've been creating, then they might have different outcomes uh, in some of these games that have made them look so miraculous with Zach Wilson, a quarterback. Makes me wary of playing the Jets. But also, Brian Dayball hasn't committed to Daniel Jones as the starter yet. So we kind of don't know what we're getting from the New York football giants. And nerds wonder why these football players just want to put them in lockers and beat the shit out of them. Well, let's get those nerds! You know what, Bill Barnwell? Nah, it's I get where he's coming from, but dude, they 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 dominated Mahomes, they dominated Jalen Hurts, and then they dominated Josh Allen. Like, yes, they've been lucky, dude, but I, I'm pretty sure that's a good defense. I didn't say they were a bad defense. 
It doesn't matter. Simon says, Simon says, Giants, go grab the three right now. When Simon says do it, we do what Simon says. A smash spot. Love, love, love the Giants. Plus three against the Jets at home. Daniel Jones is about to lose his job. Like his his team, his team looks better without him. The guys look more confident. And I know they didn't really do much. People are gonna be like, well, they didn't do much against Washington last week. They had little plays where they just missed, where I think like the more Taylor's playing in this offense, I'll be there. So obviously if Daniel Jones comes in, maybe that changes my viewpoint a little bit here, but that's just a good number. You're getting plus three at home against Zach Wilson. I just, I got to do it. I got to, I got to take this number for this Giants team. So Simon says, I just think this number is going to come down to two and a half, two by kickoff. So I'm making this my Simon says just to grab this important key number of three right now. Start spreading the news. Tyrod Taylor, 32, 21 and three against the spread in his career. Look, the guy does not make mistakes. And I think that's yeah. why every year he's sort of a guy who's going to continue to be in the league. He's going to be a guy when teams are trying to figure out who they are, you put him back there and he's not going to screw things up for you. And in the NFL, a neutral play that gets you to the next down is better than a negative play that makes the next down much, much harder. Ask the Bears about Justin Fields and ask anybody who's got a playmaking quarterback versus a quarterback who keeps you in rhythm, keeps you on script. Like you might not win as many games as you want to. Your ceiling won't be as high, but your floor isn't as low. And Daniel Jones has just been dreadful and making the bad plays. Tyrod Taylor is not going to screw up the offense for Brian Dable. Yeah. So right there, Chad told you the Jets, they need the turnovers. That's what's been kind of great for them. And if it's Taylor who doesn't turn the ball over, that's what I, I like that angle a lot with this Giants team. I just think their offense looks better with him in there. See, you came around to the nerdtastic ways. Jacksonville at Pittsburgh. Forget the opponent. They nameless gray faces. I bet this immediately on Sunday night when it was at two. Then it got up to three. Yeah. Now it's down to two and a half. It is a pros Joe's game. The tickets are on Jacksonville. The money's on the Steelers. Uh, I'm trying to figure out, you've been unenthusiastic about this, but it's a rah-rah spot. What? A rah-rah Mike Tomlin spot. We win the game with this crew of bodies right here today. Uh, bring y'all a game today. Every precedent we believe in is it backs betting Tomlin and the Steelers in this spot. 18, five and three against the spread as a home dog is Mike Tomlin. 57, 31 and four overall as an underdog. Most profitable coach the past 20 years. By the way, that's a 64 and a half percent number against the spread. Don't blink ever. Don't blink ever. Cut your eyelids off. I saw a couple of y'all blinking though, for real. No, no, no. I'll talk to you about it. They were much more effective with Kenny Pickett and George Pickens when Deontay Johnson was playing Took a lot of pressure off Pickens. He runs great routes. We saw him be very effective at, at against the Rams. What do we do here? Yeah, we're in on. I told you I like this Sunday night. I said to people, All right, good. Week, though. I said this number is going to go up. That was my whole point. Don't do what Chad, Chad did, which was he bet it too early. I said, just wait. It'll go up. It's at two and a half now. We'll take the number. So, yeah, another game where I hate it, but it's one we can't avoid. Like, if we're going to keep doing what we do, which is – you know, betting these trends, these Tomlin trends, then yeah, I'll play it. But 
across the board, the Jaguars are better, but we saw they do have weaknesses, and that's that secondary. And Derek Carr, I think, threw for over 300 yards on them. Like, there are opportunities there. Pittsburgh has the weapons. So this is another game where keep my eye on the weather. If it's if this is going to be a torrential downpour, bad weather, I probably won't have as much as I plan on betting on Pittsburgh here. But if it's if it's all good, good throwing weather for Kenny. Yeah, I like I like the advantage for this Pittsburgh wide receivers going against that secondary. And defensively, there's a lot of stuff that front can do that, that will give the Jaguars problems. The Jaguars don't have that great on no line. So um, you know, I got duped last week. Clearly, Trevor Lawrence wasn't as banged up, but this is like a game right before their bye week where it's like they just got to make it to that bye week, right? Get all the guys healthy, make it to another bye week where um, this Pittsburgh team should not be overlooked. Like there's a reason they got, what is it, four and two now? They got they got yeah. some good wins. Um, definitely overreacted too much to they lost, uh, you know, that week one to the 49ers. They lost week two to the, the Browns team, and we've seen – you know, they're, they're actually not as bad as we thought they were those first couple of weeks. Those other teams were actually pretty good. So um, don't don't hate it. Two and a half. Obviously, me and Chad, if this was up to three, three and a half in contest, no brainer play. Uh, two and a half, though. Don't, don't mind taking that value right now. Uh, I think the Jags will be a really interesting team in the back half of the year because Doug Peterson, last year, Trevor Lawrence, once he got in the second half of the year, a significantly different and better quarterback than he was in the first half of the year. Doug Peterson, historically, significantly better as a coach, record-wise against the spread-wise, in the latter half of the year than he is in the first half of the year in September, October. So I think this Jaguars team, we might be finding some value, especially if in this game they underperform or the Steelers find a way uh, through their defense to, to steal another win. Um, speaking of rah-rah Mike Tomlin spots, we took the Steelers in every spot that we can. Matt Mitchell, we're bringing him back. Our action engineer, Dustin, and his lovely voice singing his REO Speedwagon inspired song about Mike Tomlin and his rah-rah spots. And now a big strong drink I'm gonna pour Away we're gonna soar Cause I gotta bet Mike Tomlin catches four uh, New Orleans at Indy, Simon. Very tricky spot. Colts were dogs. Now they're favored. Remember, teams in that Scenario, 42-81 against spread the past five years. Last week, we bet New Orleans when they were dogs. They ended up as the faves. We thought we had a good number. Totally makes me sick to say this. Eileen Saints wouldn't be surprised if they snuck in as a fifth pick in our contest. The defense is just really good. Like second most three and outs in the league. Turnovers in every game. I don't see them not getting a turnover against Minshew. Their opponents have a league-low 17.8 passer rating on throws of 20 yards or more. We saw how many times Gardner Minshew threw picks against the Browns when he was trying to go downfield. The problem is that Derek Carr is truly awful. Yeah, I, I can't get away from it. It's like we're supposed to take the Saints here, aren't we? Yes. Um, 
Minshew's splits against zone and man are alarming. Like this guy, he can look like an all pro when it's man, but then when it's zone, he is what he is as a backup quarterback. Like he just cannot throw against zone. So I don't know what the hell happened in that Browns game. Maybe it was just a game where they banged their heads against that 49ers team that rode the high all week and they just were unprepared against this Colts team. But um, yeah, that the refs gave the Browns that win. Like the Colts should have won that game. Um, tons of terrible calls went against them. Oh, yeah. And yes, they're coming off a loss here, but it still feels like the public's buying a little high on this Colts team where the, the fact this number's flipped I mean, I, I normally would jump right in on the Saints when I'm going to wait on this and uh, talk to some people like because it could be really smart money coming on the Colts team and they have a read here. But I'm right there with Chad. It's like I'm getting the better defense as a dog. I'm getting the better quarterback as a dog. I know it's not saying much compared to Minshew, but um, their, their car biggest issues are those red zones, man. And it looked like he kind of figured some stuff out last week. Like they kind of did some things where – you know, as much as I would love to blame him for having a shitty game, it's like the guy dropped a tight end in the back of the end zone at the end of the game. Like, that's not Derek's fault. He made the right read, made a good throw. That's football. Those plays just happen. So feel terrible for the guy, but it was right there. It was right there to lane on one. Like, they would have gone for two. In my mind, there was no doubt they were going to go for two if they had scored that touchdown, and that felt like that game was going to land right on that number. So um, kind of sickening because we had good value last week, didn't come through. Maybe I'm chasing it here, but it's like the value is on the on the Saints. I'm just I'm gonna wait, talk to some guys, see what they're betting here, just because it's another game that just feels a little too easy and it doesn't make sense. This number. Well, the problem is the defense is so good, and Derek Carr through his career has been serviceable enough that it makes you feel like there's competence and that they can sneak one in, especially against a team like this, or especially at home against the Jags. And look. They, they should have had that game, right? There were a couple of bad plays. And then right at the worst moments, their defense revealed. And the Jags moved down the field. And, you know, Teron Matthew got beat in a really bad spot in the final two minutes. But then they were able to move the ball down the field again and get into that spot to score a touchdown. So there's no reason for us not to back the Saints. Like, they could be the better team here. Just hard to do it. Yeah, they're just the better coachings on the Colts side. And we know that for a fact. It's like yeah. we we have the proof in the pudding. Dennis Allen is he's a bad head coach. He's the worst head coach we've ever seen in football, technically, ATS record wise. So um that's that's definitely the big pushback here from a lot of people. Yeah, no, you're right. Um it uh it it is not a great spot. All right. Your Philadelphia Eagles. Had a big win on uh, on Monday night, on Sunday night, I mean, against Miami. They're now going on the road. We don't know what's going on with Jalen Hurts. Is he hurt or is he not? Playing at Washington. The number's at six and a half. Uh, we talked about this on Sunday. We'd like to wait for it to get to seven. I feel like if I were to self-scout our season so far, the biggest sort of misses we've had is we haven't been as aggressive this year as we have in the past taking home dogs we've been a little more nervous about it than we have in the past a little more gun shy this to me feels like a spot where you're going to want to take washington i think we're on like five home dogs this week chad are you feeling all right i mean the big home dogs like we ignored 
We've ignored Arizona a couple times in the contest as a big home dog. We ignored Miami last week as a big home dog. I don't mean the short home dogs. I mean like the touchdown, nearly touchdown or more home dogs. We missed a lot of big favorites too, though. You won't let me bet big favorites either, Chad. You can't have it both ways. Like I've loved Miami's these big favorites, and every week you're just like, eh, the number's too big, and we don't take it. I mean, it's tough. We're, we're doing a balancing act here. Can I tell you something else? I think there is something wrong with me this week. Like I have been cloudy the whole freaking week. I, like <laughs> I'm forgetting things. I'm mistyping things. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I do think there might be it. it there might be something wrong with me. Yeah, you just you just had a weekend with the boys. You'll be all right. Let's go here with Washington. I mean, we don't have a choice. Like, divisional home dog. The hype is very high on the Eagles right now. Washington is a good buy low spot. They just got embarrassed. Tons of turnovers. Sam, I think, I think he's on pace to like blow out the record that Carr's brother set, David Carr, years ago, the sack record. Um, yep. Eagles front four, huge advantage. Like. There's nothing I can find with Washington that gives me hope other than the fact that they te- they usually play these games very close. I think they already played this year, and I think the Eagles won by three. Really close matchups usually. Um, it's it's tough. It feels if like I need to talk to more guys because it feels like we're doing the Chargers thing from last week where it's just yes. like, well, these teams always play too close. Let's just take the number here. But I just I, – I like the way Washington matches up with the Eagles, and then the Eagles just – there's something not right, like Hurts and his turnovers, like all these little things. Um, yes, it was incredible. He was able to overcome a throwing a pick six, and they won by 14 against Miami. But it's just, man, you can't get away with that kind of stuff. Like throwing those turnovers, like he had a fumble, I think, on the Eagles' 30-yard um, line. So, yeah, like it's painful to do here, people, but we're going by the book. We're going what gets us to 60% every year. This is a spot like this is a nice spot to take Washington plus six and a half. Would love if it gets the seven. I just don't think the pros are going to let it get there. So uh, once again, I'll throw a little on the six and a half, but don't be shocked if this is our big balls, big balls bet come Thursday. It feels like it might be. And Evan had a great stat last week about division games. The, the dogs in division games, the past 60 years, something like 60 games over 500 against the spread. Um, and when the number moves higher, that that becomes an even bigger discrepancy. Uh, we, I mean, it's the reason why we liked Atlanta last week, but it's also the reason why we liked the Chargers last week. And so that's what makes it so scary. But I do think, um, yeah, we kind of got to go with Washington here. Yeah, big big week for home dogs. Like a lot of public overreaction, which they won't learn their lesson. I mean, they got burned horribly last week, and I think they're going to walk right into it again this week. Like, there's just a lot of favorites where the public perceives them as being much better than the team they're playing against. Where it's like these teams are much closer than people realize. So, um, yeah, this this week we're definitely heavy on home home dogs right now. The stat is overall dogs in division games are 60 games above 500 against the spread the last decade. Uh, 40 games since 2020 and, uh, since 2015 home, uh, no, since that, that doesn't, uh, apply. It's just the first one that, that matters, but geez, Louise, I know it's another one, right? Simon, I see you laughing at me. It's like, 
I'm still foggy. I don't know what the, I don't know what the hell's going on here. Um, but yeah, we're going to be on Washington. That's really the bottom line. On Sunday night, we talked about this game. Cleveland at Seattle. It was a two and a half. It's been bet up to three. I bet this at two and a half. I bet Seattle minus two and a half. Shout out to Brandon Anderson, who had this as one of his hot reads. Um, Seattle defense is just really good against the run. And that may be all the Browns can do because we don't know what's happening with Deshaun or if PJ Walker is going to play. The money is coming in on the Seattle. It's not the public on, on Seattle. It's not the public backing the Seahawks. And you mentioned it. You look at that Colts game. The Colts should have beaten the Browns. Like they didn't win because PJ Walker was so great. They won because there were three pass interference slash defensive holding calls on the final drive that gave the Browns the game. It just did. So I bet Seattle two and a half. I don't know how you're going to feel about Seattle at minus three in the contest, but I did like Seattle minus three. I wouldn't do it. Um, this this D line is going to have a field day with this with a Seattle front. Like this is a bad front. Gino, if he's off his spot, he's useless. The guy can't be thrown off his spot. He's just a guy that likes to be in rhythm. Uh, I, I I get it though. Like Seahawks, you're catching her to three. You're playing in what you presume to be a backup quarterback in PJ. Even if it is Deshaun, Deshaun's looked like ass all year anyway. Um, it's not like it's a great number. So I guess we can just pass on it because yeah, I'll I'll, I'll take. The good defense with a three, probably will throw some on the under here. Like Seahawks have a good defense as well. Um, last week just was just a bad week for this this uh, Browns defense. Like I don't I don't think you know they were going to be breaking all the world records. Um, but did I see Minshew having a career day against them? No. Like that's just football though. Weird things happen like that. Bad bad scheme. You expect the Browns here to come what. Better prepared, right? Um, the Seahawks team, I believe they had – I believe the Cardinals had something weird stat. I think Evan was on the post that they were like plus three in turnover margin in that game against the Seahawks, yet they still yeah, lost by double digits, which team is like is happening. Seven, team is a seven-point dog or higher who are plus three or better in the turnover battle, which the Cardinals were 165-6-3 and six and three <laughs> against the spread. So the Cardinals yeah. – are now one of those six teams. So that's what's making me nervous about the Seahawks teams. They just might be one of those incredibly lucky teams where it's like, you know, not only have they, they got talent, but they have a lot of luck on their side. So, um, yeah, I, I'll probably just wait. Again, I have no money in this game yet. If it gets a three and a half, no brainer. Like, I'll be all over this this team. But at three, my guy Chad, he already likes the Seahawks. I, I'll just wait on this one. But um, definitely, definitely not one that'll be one of our five. Baltimore at Arizona, Arizona plus eight and a half. And this is what I was just talking about. Like we've been hesitant to bet bigger home dogs. We talked a little bit about, about this on Sunday night. Um, I just You just mentioned the crazy stat. I'll repeat it. In 174 games uh, in the wild card era, teams that were seven point dogs or more, so that was the Cardinals on Sunday, who had a three, a plus three or better turnover margin that was the cards as well they were 165 six and three against the spread so the cards are now one of the teams that lost right um feels like a smash spot for the cardinals huge home dogs baltimore just dominated one of the most public teams in football 
All the tickets are on Baltimore. Simon? Yeah, just a game. Don't be shocked, people. This is one of our five. It's Chad just said it. it's a good spot. I already talked about Cardinals first half. You got to bet it. Um, you know, they're, they're a weird team, man. Like they they come out so well prepared and they do well in the first half. And then the second half, they just lay they lay these eggs. Like their offense falls into a shell of itself. Um, Zach Ertz, who's I mean. He's been money for them on third downs this year. They just put him in IR. That's a big deal. Like you're taking away a guy that's been a safety blanket for them on third downs. Like you, he's gone. James Conner's gone. This is already a team that was lacking talent on offense. Now you're taking away two of their better weapons. So, um, yeah, I hate it where it's like me and Chad, we're supposed to take Arizona here. Everything about this is saying take Arizona. This This game here, if the Ravens win this, they go on a three-game homestead after this. Like it's they they're definitely looking ahead to that where it's just like we just gotta get through this one more road game on this shitty ass field they have down in Arizona where everyone complains about that damn field. But uh, I, I hate it. it. Makes me sick, Chad. But we're supposed to take the eight and a half here. I got this number at seven. We're getting a point and a half of value. Um, you know, don't don't go crazy betting this one right now, but like I've I've definitely placed a, a decent amount of the eight and a half right now, but um, wouldn't wouldn't it be shocked to see this number go up just because they do have such serious injuries on that Arizona sign. But in the back of my mind, taking it now because what if Kyler comes back? What if he does come back for this game? And, and yeah, I get it. He could be rusty, all that other stuff. But it's like people forget this guy is such an insane weapon. Um, to know that we have him with eight and a half points feels pretty damn good. So that's it's definitely a bet I'm making right now, but I'm not going too crazy on it as we're sitting here on Tuesday. You mentioned luck rankings. Cincinnati at San Francisco, the Niners, five and a half point favorites. Bengals coming off a bye. The Niners had a lot of chances against Minnesota to wrap up a dirty, ugly game. Three turnovers, that... First half, 60-yard touchdown that um, you and I have talked about, that Steve Wilkes uncharacteristically blitzes, uh, leads to the touchdown. They missed a field goal. This will be the biggest luck luck rankings matchup of the week. It'll be a 26-point difference between San Francisco and Cincy. Um, it's a little scary because we love Joe Burrow. We love Joe Burrow off a bye. He's great as an underdog. But the numbers are going to say back Cincinnati at under six, back San Francisco at under six. Yeah. And the big fear to me, like looking on the field, is the defenses have found something here in the last two weeks. And we know it's a copycat league. So if you go and watch the Browns game, the Browns were doing was they were rushing three, four guys and then dropping the rest into a coverage. And that's exactly what the Vikings did against Purdy. It was just simply. Purdy actually can scramble. So what these teams have been doing is they will rush three and you have that fourth defender drop into a zone reading position where he's like, okay, if he's going to rush out, I'll pick him up. Or if he tries to move outside the pocket, I'll go throw a pressure on him. So the book, the book might be out on Purdy Chad. Like I talk all the time, like the venture, they were going to figure him out. I said it all off season. These guys have tape. They're going to figure out eventually what this kid does not like. And they're going to take away the things he does like now. He's missing Debo. He's missing arguably the best tackle in all of football. 
that's not Purdy's fault. Like that's not scheme. Like that's that's a real thing. You're taking away his key positions here. So yeah, the Bengals were supposed to take him here. Like it was plus six. It's plus five and a half now. But I can't stop thinking about all of Joe Burrow's struggles. He's not the quarterback he's been these past couple seasons. Go look at his balls downfield. He is terrible at throwing the ball 20-plus yards downfield. So we have so many damn home teams. That's what's making me sicker. It feels like I need a force in a road team. But, yeah, Chad's right. Like, the Lions probably moved too much. The Lions probably shifted to the value in the 49ers. I needed to talk to some people watch more film because – I'm I am worried about Purdy like that. Those defensive sets were real. He had easy reads and he wasn't taking the easy read. He was forcing the ball downfield into coverage. Not 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 what I want to see here. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm with you, Chad. Like it's it's telling me we should take the 49ers, but I'm going to I'm going to wait on this one. I am very excited for sharp calls this week. I'm excited for sharp calls when they say, oh, my God, Chad's spot on about the Cowboys. And I'm excited to see the reaction to some of these games where we are we know the math is saying one thing and our hearts might be saying another thing. And if they can help us tip the scales a little bit. The last game that I think is the biggest challenge, which I know we're going to have to do. Denver, plus eight, home dog against Kansas City. I did bet it at this number. It was eight and a half on Sunday. Yeah. The only reason we were waiting is we were hoping it might go a little bit higher. Um, it's moved in the direction of the Broncos. Not surprising. Massive pros Joe's game right now. Uh, I, 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 It moved down to seven and a half, went back up to eight. It's toggling between those two numbers, at least from what I've seen all day here on Tuesday. That's why I took the eight. Are you still feeling like this is a game that we uh, agreed on on Sunday night? Like we're looking at this and we got to take the Broncos. Yeah, it sucks though. But yeah, because the Chiefs got to do it. Chiefs, dude, you Chiefs might this. have the best defense in football. We've been saying that since yeah. whatever it was week two, where they've just looked like the most complete defense, but. The guy I just put a lot of stock in on their defense, Bolton, he's their linebacker. The kid's yeah. been an absolute stud. He's not going to be in this game. He dislocated his wrist. He's going to miss this game, which that should Four favor. Out for a month. Yeah, that, that's, to me, that should be a big deal. Like, I put him right up there as one of the best linebackers in all football. So, um, yeah, Chad, like, not shocking the pros came in on this number. I'm, I was hoping this would go up, but oh. – we do this every time. We we take Denver every time here in this spot, and nothing's changed here. We're getting a seven and a half home divisional dog. Chad's already hit you with all the stats. It's just it's by the book. It's what you're supposed to do here. Um, we 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 can't avoid it. All these home dogs this week, we just can't we can't avoid them. Like this is another one. We just we got to take it. Well, here's the thing. Like, look, we bet all these home dogs. We bet the big home dogs. In theory, not in theory, in practice, you win these 55 to 60% of the time. So it doesn't mean we believe we're going to sweep the board with Denver plus eight or Arizona plus eight and a half or Washington plus six and a half, right? Forgetting no, about- we're trying to go three the, and two, baby. Right. Like, you know, we're, we're going, we expect to win two of those three games when we're yeah. betting those big dogs. We don't expect to win all of them. But the expectation is we'll win two of those three games. 
Um, but you playing the numbers when you're your misery when you were like, yeah, we got to do it. I just love the Chiefs. The Chiefs are so good on film. I like know. Their defense, Spags got them playing out of their mind offensively. Like, yeah, take away Kelsey, that team's gonna fall apart. But the dudes, the dudes humming right now, Mahomes. It's just they're just so in sync. It's ridiculous. And I don't know. If no they Taylor Swift. Hopefully, no Taylor Swift in Denver. Hopefully, I know because she is. She's a shining light everywhere she goes. <laughs> she brings joy, optimism, goodwill, good cheer. And good vibes for Travis Kelsey. No comment. Chicago Bears at the LA Chargers. <laughs> Chargers are eight and a half point favorites on Sunday night football. I don't have a feeling. Keep it moving. We'll talk about this one maybe on Thursday. I got I got nothing on this. Yeah, I don't it's like in my notes, I just wrote no thanks. That's basically <laughs> right. whatever. We're uh, supposed to take we're supposed to take the Bears, but I have no idea what to do with it. I don't know what to do with it either. Believe you me, I've had more than one conversation about QB1 versus QB2 on the Chicago Bears in the past. Oh, uh, jeez. Uh, what a sad, what a sad, sad life of Bears fans. <laughs> that might be why my head is so screwed right now. No joke. I was on the phone with my buddy this morning who I was with in Columbus this weekend. He was trying to ignore a call from the CFO at his company so we could finish our conversation about the Chicago Bears quarterback situation <laughs> we just we just can't get off it we got a lot of deep feelings about it uh las vegas raiders visiting the detroit lions monday night football this is a kneecaps for dinner game for dan campbell he's coming off a loss huge favorite so this team detroit we're going to kick you in the teeth and when you punch us we're going to smile at you and when you knock us down we're going to get up and on the way up we're going to bite a kneecap off all right we're going to take your other kneecap before long, where they're going to be the last one standing. You said on Sunday, I think you said it might be time to take a piece of the Lions, even at this big of a number. I don't know that this is a contest play, especially not on a Monday night, but I don't know if you still have strong feelings about it. Yeah, I threw a little on a seven and a half. It's up to eight, eight and a half at some books now. And it's I, I just know a real read. Um, if, if you do like the Raiders, you could get a good number because Jimmy G could come back and maybe the line will move. That will benefit you, but um, it feels like we know what Detroit is. They're they're a really talented team. They're well coached, and I don't think I don't I just don't see them laying another egg after such a bad game last week. But um, yeah, Chad's right. Like this, this is not one of my five favorite bets. H- happy to stay away from it. Detroit. It's interesting. I'm looking at our games right now. Amongst our favorite bets, we. We, the Royal We, love Dallas minus six. Um, <laughs> uh, we're going to keep an eye on Green Bay, see how that goes. Um, we, uh, You like Miami minus nine and a half as a huge favorite. And by the way, I have not been hesitant to put in huge favorites. We talked a lot about Miami as a huge favorite a few weeks ago, and I, I think I was on board. We decided not to do it collectively. Okay. Do you have a different memory of that conversation? Yeah, but it doesn't even matter. The past is the past. Dude, you're so Mike Tomlin. Uh, Simon <laughs> says is New York Giants plus three. Uh, Let's we like, go. We like the Steelers plus two and a half. We Let's like go. Saints plus one. Washington plus six and a half. Arizona plus eight and a half. We lean San Francisco minus five and a half. Denver plus eight. Holy moly. That That's is ugly. 
that is, is a ugly. That is a lineup of of not that that is a lineup of moral stinkitude right there. Full <laughs> on stinkitude. As a reminder, the favorites podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boosts with them than with anyone else. Every day they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays. And they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible Super Boost. Check out the boosts and see why it's never ordinary. At Bet365 must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Iowa, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, or 18 and older in Kentucky. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms and conditions and restrictions apply. Be sure to catch our next episode of The Favorites live on the Action Network YouTube page this Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern. Thank you for making us the number one sports betting podcast and for keeping us there all season long. That is no joke, folks. We truly appreciate it. You download us from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Then you rate, review, subscribe. You leave us five stars. You say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Until Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern. Love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.